Welcome back to the Janice Dean Podcast. I'm so grateful to all of you who listen to the podcast regularly. I love hearing from you on social media, reading all the reviews, and knowing that you enjoy hearing these wonderful conversations. I'm going to keep bringing you amazing stuff in the next few weeks, and please know I'm so grateful for this opportunity to do what I love to do. Today's guest is one of my favorite people here at Fox, and we've gotten to know each other even better this past year. He's hilarious, and he's kind. I've never seen him in a bad mood, and he's always so positive. When I had him on the podcast a few months ago, I got so many messages from people that they laughed the whole way through our conversation. One person commented that he was on his daily walk, and while he listened, he saw people looking at him funny because he kept laughing to himself as he went through the neighborhood, which is the best compliment you can ever give me. Jimmy Fallon made me laugh so hard, I had to turn my mic off a few times while we were talking during the interview. So just a warning in advance that this podcast might make you laugh out loud several times. Here he is, my friend, comedian, author, dad, husband, great friend, and host of Fox Across America on Fox News Radio, the one and only Jimmy Fallon. Okay, Jimmy, I loved you so much on the Janice Dean podcast. You had to come back again. <laughs> I love how you've dressed this up and didn't make it sound like I snuck in. Because I did. Let's be honest. Let's talk about this. Right now we are taping. It is three minutes to eight o'clock in the morning. And you just moved your truck. <laughs> uh, if you want me to walk everybody through the process. Because yes, they, sh- they should know this. Um, yes. Okay, a lot goes into play here. Mm-hmm. So I got here early to do Fox and Friends. Yes. And the way the city streets work is you can technically park anywhere you want to till 7 a.m. Okay. But at 7 a.m., then it becomes like street sweeping, bus regulations. Like if you're there at 7 a.m. in, in four seconds, mm-hmm. they can like kick your dog, yep. like dock your paycheck. They do it. They're waiting for you. Horrible things happen to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at this point at 7, I have to free the Bronco, but then I have to take it to the garage. Free the Bronco. But now stick with me, Janice Dean. The party's just starting. Okay? okay. The way it works in a New York City garage is you park for a 12-hour increment maximum. Okay. Same issue now. If the 12 hours comes and goes, yes. and you're not out, your $24 early bird special is now $124. What? So stick with me. Holy moly, we Just, have to do a segment on this. It's a whole to do. So stick with me. Okay. Knowing that my last hit of the night mm-hmm. is going to be beyond 12 hours from now. Okay. I have to strategically wait again until I park in the garage so I'll fall into the 12 hour window. So where window. do you park in that gray area you know of Used, time. What I used to do is I'd get off Fox and Friends, and because I miss driving as a New York City cab driver, I used to be a cab driver. Of course. I, I will just blast music and drive around for an hour and a half. You do that just for Check fun? Check emails, have fun. I just, what? I, I know I like the beaten. It's a weird thing. There are people who like driving in the cities. My favorite thing in the world, Janice, is if you go to a red light in Manhattan and everybody listening at home can play along. Yeah. The next time you get stuck at a red light, look to your left or your right. There'll be somebody on either side of you driving in the city for the first time. And you can tell because they're very overwhelmed and they're yes. looking around. Oh my gosh, stressed what's going on? out. But then the guy to find who's really fun is the guy to your left who's driving in the city for the last time. <laughs> he's not doing it ever again, and he's making sure the person who Next he drove him. with knows everything right. about it. I'm done. <laughs> I hate this. I city. wanted to take the train, Maria. You wanted to see Jersey Boys. I said, take the train. We wouldn't be in this right now. <laughs> okay, so you know that you're going to work a 12-hour day. Oh, my last today, my last hit is Ingram. So I'll be out at like 10.50 tonight. We'll you have work. gotten 
so popular. Oh, Janice Dean. And I have to say it's because of me. <laughs> My power agent, Janice Dean. I'm kidding. You are amazing. Oh, Janice. No, it's true. You are such a breath of fresh air. I feel like you and I are similar. Like, I'll do weather, and it just breaks up the monotony of dun-dun-dun. <laughs> well, you know what I describe us as to people? I always say we're like, you know, a dog with a job. We've had this talk. <laughs> when you go to the airport, the dog sniffing luggage is always in a good mood because he can't believe they're counting on him to save the plane. And that's me and you. Like, I can't believe they're counting on me to save the TV hit. Right. So I'm just, my tail's wagging. You know, it gets goes sideways if someone throws a tennis ball because then I run and off the set. And we're also filler. Like, yes. there have been times, many times this morning that happened, where I'll get a phone call before my actual scheduled report. Oh, that's funny. Janice, we, we don't have a guest. Go do the weather! <laughs> and I'm freaking out. There have been many times where... Uh, people watching Fox and Friends, all of a sudden they'll see me going, you're in the Midwest. <laughs> because I'm so out of breath because I had to run because they're missing a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to explain it to the folks at home because I don't want them thinking like, is she having a heart attack on TV? <laughs> no, it's because they're missing a guest and they need the weather forecast. And I'm running to the best of my ability because I haven't had an exercise class since 1984. <laughs> and I'm just so out of breath. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I had that same experience over the holidays. Like, you know you've gained too much weight when you're out of breath reading. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I can just take a pause before we flip the page here. This is a little much for me. But I get it. That's what we do, though. We show up. Yeah. Okay. We're t it's almost like you're a TV handy person. That's you're right. You're driving around in a white van and like, hey, we got something on 12. They sprung a leak on America's newsroom. Could you get down there? Get like, in hey, there. I'll be there. It's fine. It's good to go. It's very true. Uh, I love it, though. I love the spontaneity of it all. I think it's really fun. And I think there's this weird thing where if you do enough, if you do enough TV, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm so comfortable doing it. It's almost like stand up. You're more comfortable on stage than you are off. Okay. But it really becomes your normal existence. And what it reminds me of is is weddings. And let me explain why. <laughs> Everybody who goes to a wedding, you know, to them, your wedding, your day, your big reception, it's the biggest day in the history of the world. Right. But to the people working it, yes, it's three hours so they can get some cash to go to the bar, <laughs> hook up, do whatever they do. Right. They're going to get out a chainsaw and cut another ice sculpture first thing in the morning. Exactly. They don't care. Now, on TV, we care. But what I'm saying is the process becomes so normal right. that it's not – I was explaining this to Ainsley last time I was on – it, re it really is amazing how TV slows down for you. Mm. Like in the beginning, there's a guy talking in the ear. There's a thing on the camera. The other guy's waiting to go on. They're setting some <laughs> shot up. mic'd up. Yeah, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. There's a lot of people. But it's amazing that it, TV really does slow down. So as crazy as these schedules sound, where they're yeah. like, hey, you know, somebody got locked himself in the men's room, you know, whatever. Can you get down here and do a hit? Uh -huh. You can actually show up and do it. Yeah. Which, you know, that's us, Janice. It's true. And I am grateful I don't know how they do it every day, but you also get new topics each day. It's not like me. I got the weather. I kind of know what's going to happen, sort yeah. of, 50% uh -huh. of the time. Uh -huh. um, so I kind of know the gig. So if I go have to go out there in five seconds, I can put a weather report together yeah, yeah. somewhat coherently. Uh -huh. But you actually get like 
Today, you're going to talk about Biden in this yeah, yeah. $300,000 car. <laughs> yeah. My, by the way, speaking of Biden, the $300,000 car, I love the event because there's this event where he's sitting in like this, uh, you know, electric truck or whatever the heck. And he's like, does anybody want to get in? And what's so funny is no one there said yes. <laughs> like, I'm not driving with this guy. Like, no. Usually someone where will Where was politely, it? At a car show? Yeah. It was some kind of car show. They were unveiling the, the truck. I have a problem with this. Yeah. There are a lot of things going on. And mm-hmm. he picks a car show to get a soundbite from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, no. Is it because I... Peter Ducey is not going to be there? <laughs> He's ducking the deuce, you man. You can use that on TV. That's for Janice Dean, get agent, and she's a writer. She's your agent and your head writer. I'm telling you, it's a one-stop shop when you come to the Janice Dean podcast. <sighs> That's where you come by. Uh, but no, all I was going to say to the point of me having to cover multiple topics is I keep the topic the same in that you come on to give them some type of silly perspective okay. with a bit of analysis. Right. And what I, that's a very fancy. What's the percentage? So, so that's a fancy way of me saying I've strategically lowered the intellectual bar. <laughs> so I can show on and you, I could do a hit where you're like, oh, Jimmy's like really read up on the issues. But if I don't and I just tell four minutes of jokes, yeah. I get away with that too. That's awesome. Well, that's strategy. That was a, a you know, survival skill. You are I learned. telling me how the sausage oh, is made. Oh, you're standing behind the magician. I'm showing you where I put the rabbit. It's, <laughs> It, it turns out everyone guesses jack of spades. I know every card in the deck's the same. But right. yeah. But no, that that's that's one of the tricks, Janice Dean, is I think, I think, right? Mm. because um, we're all trying to give the audience an extension of who we are. Yes. So whatever the story is, okay, it's Biden, it's whatever. You know, it's well, who am I in this drama? Who do I play? Okay. Am I the guy in the back heckling? Am right. I putting myself in the position of his handlers? And how would I handle if I was his handlers? I, so that's what I do. When you said, if you send me a story, like, Jimmy, mm-hmm. you're coming on the show. I assign myself a role in the movie version of whatever Which we're talking about. Which you did beautifully Janice with the Dean. Biden thing. No, I'm not just, smo- you know, uh-huh. blowing smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're blowing smoke. I mean, but not just I am, smoke. Because you said yeah. when I was a cab driver, mm-hmm. I used to have guys like this in yes. my car all the time. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Yep. Tell that story again. Okay, so Biden has been getting frequently called out by fact checkers on the left, like including CNN, which is a okay. you know it's a big deal because it doesn't happen a lot to a Democrat. But Biden has been telling an Amtrak story. Okay, that's a ridiculous. Tell story. me the Amtrak story. Okay, there's two. <laughs> this is the one you saw me remark on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yesterday he said he was making a point about the future of the country being on trains. It's going to be on rails. Okay. And back when he wrote Amtrak, you know, I'm not supposed to say this. <laughs> But 15% of the time, which is a weird number, okay. <laughs> 15% of the time, I was sitting with the engineers and I had a special key to get me back there. What? And it's just a random thing to add to a story that nobody cares about. But let me give it to you, Janice, because okay. this is a real thing. Okay. okay. I drove a lot of old men in taxis that, you know, if you were going uptown 80 blocks, they would get started on a really boring story. <laughs> And around the 65th block, they could tell, like, you're sleeping at red lights now. You're not even paying attention. So they would try to spice it up with the occasional, like, they'd, an add-on. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And that's what someone would say. So I, I had a great example of that, where I was driving a guy up to 112th in Amsterdam, right past Cathedral Parkway. <laughs> and at about 98th, he could tell he was losing me. And he's like, and then I met Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> and I was like, hey, hold on now. <laughs> like, there's no way, if this is a story about you meeting Joe DiMaggio, you didn't open with that. That's not, the, you, you buried the 
lead. If we had 84 years of your record and your marriages and moving around the world. But that's what Biden did. So Biden told this long story about trains yesterday. No one in the room's like, what is he talking about? 15% with the engineers? And he goes, and I got a key. Look, I got a special key. Did he have the key with him? No, he didn't have the key. He didn't have Joe DiMaggio either. That's the point, Janestine. It's a classic old man move. You tell a boring story, you try to bail it out in the last scene. What's the other Amtrak story? Well, oh, he tells this other story is amazing. <laughs> this is the one he gets called out for the most. So he tells this other Amtrak story. Is where, this crack porn? Or, I know, no, it's no, so no, crazy. Uh, corn, corn pop. pop. Yeah, you know, crack porn. That's my search history, and I do have to delete it. So thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> God, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw out the old laptop. Thanks for reminding me, Janice Dean. But okay, stick with Andrew me. Biden. Stick with me. Uh, so let's have this talk. So he tells this other story. <laughs> Woo! So he tells this other story, Janice Dean. Stick with me. It's so good. That uh, when he became vice president, uh, he claimed there was a man named Angelo. Okay. Who came up to him on the train Grabbed him by the cheek and goes, hey, Joey, baby. That's how he tells the story. Okay. And he has a joke lined up for that. He goes, and the Secret Service was going to, like, kill him. They didn't know who he was. And right. I'm like, calm down, guys. So that's like <laughs> Biden's little folksy charm. But then he goes on to claim that Angelo counted the miles that Biden flew on Air Force One versus the miles he's traveled on Amtrak okay. and told Joey, baby, that you've traveled more than two million miles on Amtrak, which is more than you have on Air Force One as right. vice president. Okay. The reason he gets in trouble for the story, are you ready <laughs> for this? never happened. It's because Angelo died eight years before it happened. Oh, my goodness. So the Angelo he's referring to isn't even alive for the story. What? But he keeps telling it, oh. this is what happens. I'm going to give everybody a tip. This happens to men. So men, stick with me on this. This is okay. not just the adding something at the end. You know, they say a lot of men, like if someone says like their dad doesn't dress good, okay? Your dad is dressing <laughs> to the last year that he did dress good. Meaning if your dad dressed good in 1989. That's it. That's what he's wearing. Time yeah. stands he, still. He went out on top. Okay. Yeah. Dad fashion evolves to when they've mastered their look wow. and never changes again. Okay. Now, I do believe it also happens with old men in technology. <laughs> I believe old men can ad adapt to technology if you let them adapt to technology. But there's a there needs to be a willingness there. Okay. And I don't think Biden ever evolved to the point that he accepted video cameras because he talks on Monday like you won't play it back on Tuesday. Right. So he keeps telling these stories. He keeps telling this Angelo story. It's been fact-checked by CNN six times, oh which means it's been fact-checked by us 483 <laughs> times. Okay? And he just keeps telling the story because I don't think he evolved to accept tape recording. Right. Or the fact that Angelo died. Well, there's that's that. He's still making peace with that. It hit him hard. Angelo, are you back there? <laughs> yeah, Is that you, Angelo? I mean, it's been entertaining, Janice. Let me add to this really quickly because people always ask they're like oh I was a comedian you must really like the Biden thing and the, and the truth is Janice we don't like the Biden thing you want to know why because we're working too hard there's too much new content uh, it, it used to be you know who political comedians were for real they were yeah. the laziest comics they were brilliant right. but they were lazy because you didn't really get that much content it was Gerald Ford yeah. falling down the uh, stairs yeah, uh, and Bill Clinton was with an intern Great. right but that's you. that was it that's all you got George mm -hmm. Bush says nuclear funny right. that's all you got <laughs> so you basically had like five years to put an act together yeah. and speak in generalization 
vacations and have fun and crush. Now it's a carnival goldfish. Whatever Biden does dumb today is going to die by the time you get it home. So you got a new one tomorrow. We get new goldfish every day. I just thought, you know, your next book should be equating cab driving to what you're doing right now. That's what we're trying to do, Janice Dean. It's my oh, power it's broker happening. agent behind oh, the scenes. Oh, it's happening. A lot of wheels are turning. Folks, I, I'm not saying... It's hap- a- Jimmy Fallon is going to have a book coming out. And if you like reading at a third grade level... <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I think there needs to be more books like that because we're just... Uh, how many more times do you want to hear about... The takedown of um, a royal family the by debt ceiling, uh, <laughs> the right, of things. Exactly. Oh, Prince Harry. Yeah, no, I, I am gonna dish them a real dose of of realism. And what I mean by realism, mm. okay, this is very empowering stuff. Jenna okay, Steve. no, this I love is, this. This is what I do. Like I am, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of process. Whatever yes. I'm, whatever I am here doing right now with you, uh-huh. I've been doing since I was five. Okay, so <laughs> okay. you're not watching the ascension of like this new media personality. You're actually watching the descent of a former childhood prodigy yes. who was just never acknowledged in his prime. Like I peaked at like age thirteen, just to be clear, <laughs> but. I, I really I'm like such a student of existence from talking to people in taxis mm-hmm. and getting to know yep. people on TV sets that what I'm trying to write a book about, it'll obviously be funny and fun, yep. is how everybody can have their own Jimmy Fallon thing. I don't mean you're going to go from a cab to cable news. That might not be your goal. Okay. But I guarantee you I can streamline the distance between what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and what you want to do. Oh, you know I what love I mean? it. So it's like, you know, I'm basically in Shawshank. They're tunneling the rock hammer into the wall. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, my goal is going to be is to expedite the journey from Rockhammer to the beach they wind up at the end of the movie. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. The there only- needs to be a book war. Like, people need to be bidding on this. Oh, come on, Janice. So I will be the person doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will make sure that this is not only a bestseller, uh, but that you will... You will profit from it. Oh, my God. Janice Dean, spiritual currency. They're like, you'll be wealthier for knowing me. But this is good. This is what we need more of. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Well, this is the thing, man. We're all in the happiness business. Most people forget that every day. Mm -hmm. Um, If you drop dead tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. That's right. So that's what I'm trying to help people do is have more fun. Like, I, you know, obviously I cover a lot of hard news on the radio, but we have a good time. We do. Like, yeah, the, the world's on fire, but we are roasting marshmallows. And on I fire. usually get into trouble when I'm on your <laughs> podcast. It's true. I, I just, for some reason, phrases come out of my mouth that probably should be censored. Well, we spend some time in the trenches. A lot of people don't know this. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Well, we need to talk about... The, Rock and roll. The we Patriot do. Awards. We do because it really is. I will sit there sometimes in my office and I'm doing work, but then I will remember the moment that you and I were in like the hallways trying to get somewhere at the Patriot <laughs> Awards and it taking like an hour to do that when it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a Listen, secret way to shortcut. get us there in the short period of time. It, exactly. It was a shortcut. If we could give it to you really quickly, the Patriot Awards, which is one of the most wonderful experiences you could ever hope to have in media, is a cable news petting zoo. I and, love it. And it's so much fun. But basically, all the Fox fans come down to the Hard Rock. And we love being facility. pet. No, no. We really are soaking this up. It's a yes. cat with a sunspot on the rug. Yes. So it's a wonderful time. But from time to time, we have live TV deadlines to make. Yes. We need to be somewhere because cameras are on and people are watching around the country. And if the chair is empty, we have a big problem. If exactly. they come back from commercial to a chair. Or the filler. Okay. Yep. Especially when the, yeah, if the filler ain't there. <laughs> it's no, no way the real people are there. 
there. So we got a big problem. So from time to time at the petting zoo, we try to take underground shortcuts. Yes. So we can strategically evolve the people petting us. Excuse me, avoid them, not because we don't want to see them, because if we see them, we don't know how to say no. Exactly. Like, if someone wants a picture, I'm taking a picture. If someone wants to sign something, I'm yes. signing something. Because we love you. Yes. We like we have an actual, like, profound appreciation for our good fortune, and that's why we're trying to give back. We're, like, decent people. And so I would miss every hit mm-hmm. if it weren't for these security guards who can occasionally shepherd me throughout the complex. Right. But on this particular day in question, we got a security guard who I'm still not sure worked there. He might have been <laughs> he the did. fifth guy. You know the guy who dresses as a cop? in the village people. He might have been him. He might have punked us into this tunnel. But the point is, we were told we had a six-minute journey that went on for maybe an hour. It did. We were so delirious, we had likened it to the movie Spinal Tap when the band can't find the stage. Yes. And every time they'd make a turn, they go, rock and roll! Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> Hello, because Cleveland! they're supposed to play Cleveland, yes. and they can never find the stage. And so they go out through the door, and they realize they're in a janitor closet. <laughs> so they back up to like, oh, well, my bad, no big deal. They keep walking. They right. make left. Rock and roll! Hello, Cleveland! And then they're at the vending machines. And it's like they can't find the stage. And that was us. We were on an Oregon Trail shortcut. People we started the journey with were not alive by the time we got to where we needed to go. And it was me, you, and Shalou. And Shalou. And it was just such a wonderful, it funny really moment was. in time. I, it really was. I mean, it was. We were cracking jokes. And even though our feet were killing us <laughs> and we had blisters for days... Uh, and we kept saying, like, so do you know where you're going? <laughs> so uh, how long have you been working here exactly? <laughs> you said 30 seconds? And it was just so delirious. I think you've all been there as a listener. You get to something in your life that's going so cartoonishly bad. Yeah. It actually becomes funny. You can't stop laughing. <laughs> right. And you know how I know I've laughed so hard is mm. I used to smoke. Mm-hmm. I probably quit 20, well, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. If I am laughing so hard, the smoker's cough comes up. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's true. It comes back. It comes you back. You can summon it. Yes, it's it's <laughs> it's when I've been having a great time and I've been laughing a lot. I'm like, wow, the smoker's cough came back because <laughs> it's kind of like this little loogie that's in my mouth. <laughs> Justine, don't make me go Parliament on y'all. <laughs> Get a Marlboro, whatever. Um, but I remember we were just. It was just one of those moments that I'll never forget. It was so great, and then. You and Shalou killed it. You went out on stage before the main event. Pete told, Hegseth comes out, the big awards. Told some jokes. Doing your stand-up. And Did you notice that I was standing up the whole time giving an ovation throughout? You're, Justin, you're a great audience. You're like the Apollo. It's like uptown at the Apollo. You testify, <laughs> you rise. and um, It was so epic. You know what was so cool about that gig? It's like you do a lot of stand-up, right? Uh, everywhere. You know, you start in like opium dens on the Lower East Side. You know, if things go well, you get paid in drink tickets. If things go well, you get paid in gas to drive the guy they've heard of to the airport. You know what I right. mean? So when you're in one of those really rare, unique comedy experiences, which is seven 7,000 people yeah. in that giant arena. Like, it's funny because as I was walking on stage, I was seeing a poster for Janet Jackson was playing there like the next night. That's amazing. And that's what I mean. You're in the same arena Janet Jackson is in and there's that many people screaming. But what's so fascinating and funny about it is, you know, an, an arena that big, obviously you can't see who's in the upper decks, but in the bowl of lower seats, it's all of our colleagues. That's right. So I'm just looking around. It's like you and it's Tucker and Hannity and Dana and everybody is, are just there. And it was like, it's a weird dream you have. Mm-hmm. Like I had a dream I was doing a gig at like a casino and everyone at Fox News was there. 
It was like so bizarre, bro. It's true. And then From I got the morning tra- to the night. And then I got trapped in a tunnel with Janice Dean. <laughs> I couldn't find my way to my room. And it was like so funny and debauched. And it really took me like a week, honestly, emotionally, to make peace that any of it had happened. Oh, it my It was goodness. so fun. It was fun. And we do that every single year. Yep. Um, but I, I think you're just the best. Oh, and I Janice. love every moment that we have together. Know, it's a big deal for me, girlfriend. I'm, I'm trying not to get emotional. It just <laughs> so works. you have worked on the proposal for the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got, I, I listen, I got ideas. I got plans. Like I know what I want to do. You see, the thing for me is, for real, I, over, I do overthink in the sense of I'm always thinking beyond myself, meaning there's going to come a day where there's no Jimmy Fallon walking this earth, but a lot of his books are going to be here. Aww. And I really don't want someone to pick it up and be like, how is that guy on TV all the time? This is terrible. <laughs> so I'm like, I actually need it to be good. It's so important to me that I think it's good. Yeah. And uh, I have, it's really funny, like a good in my head. I have an abusive stage dad who keeps me working hard. Yes. I have my, I told You've you. You've told me about Joe Jackson. This. And it's Joe Jackson. Yeah, he just yells at me all day. And then right before, the reason I, I'm always in a good mood on TV is right before I go on stage. He stops yelling. No, he goes, you look good, Michael. And I'm like, oh, my daddy likes me. And then I just get on and hit all the dance moves and hit the high <sighs> notes. And it's great. But no, I, I really do. Like, I, I, I police myself, like, really aggressively. But it's good for for the creative process. That's why you do it. I'm not, it's not harmful. Right. It's helpful. Um, but when it comes to writing a book, like, that's emotionally where my head is at right now. Mm-hmm. Is I'm figuring out what the actual process will be. Mm-hmm. So I can get it to where I want it to go because the thing is like I really feel an obligation like someone's going to buy this book and read it like I actually want to like come through you know you will Ah, if it's in your voice Mm. it will win all sorts of awards by me oh (laughs) that's getting all the Dean awards Dean's list (laughs) Dean's list awards you name it that's that's going to put on the cover like scroll your bestseller stuff I was thinking maybe you could put a part in there where we could color yeah oh You know what? If I'm going to do like a taxi passage, I really should do like a scratch and sniff section. And, <gasps> that would be amazing. And I came across this on 13th Street. Oh, no. Okay. Not th- but you know what? Do you remember scratch and sniff stickers? Oh, yes, I do. Because there were the nice ones, but then there were garbage stickers. You, you could stickers. get ugly. I didn't like those, but I loved like the strawberry and yes! stuff. You know, when people used to cover books... Which you'd put like paper paper grocery bags over a book and cover the book with that so you could draw on it and stuff yeah. and sticker it and stuff. Maybe that's what you need to do. <laughs> Take us back to the 70s and 80s. Maybe I'll write an OG book. Maybe it's a choose your own adventure. <gasps> I loved those. Oh, my. Remember, it's oh like, Jimmy. Jimmy! Because you, know you know how you could do this? Cause you I could, could do it like a cat yeah. ride. Do you want to pick up the guy on the left or the guy on the right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, we have just created a series. Now we have a genre. Let's go, Janice How much did you love those Choose Your Own Adventures? Oh, they, they were great, man. I used to take them out at the library. They were thin books. Yes. But the way they bounced you around, they strategically laid it out in a way that you had options. Like yes. If, if you screwed it up and drove the spaceship off the cliff. You could go back if you, you wanted page to. You go to page 68th where, this, yes. where everything went sideways. Yes. And then choose to go to page 74. This. It was so great, though, wasn't it? It was amazing. And you need to bring that back. <laughs> Choose your own passenger. Uh, I would do it, Janice. Right? I would do it for you. We are we are changing the world right now. I I I have a everything I do, I do it for you. That's an original <laughs> phrase I came up now, with. Now, what is the I'm, wife? About uh, you, listen, you've got all this stuff on your plate. Uh huh. And my husband is very he's awesome. Like he's yeah, the yeah. guy. He's the CEO of lunches. He's he gets the it. kids off to school. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest. Mm-hmm. We have to have these spouses that really. Oh, yeah. Encourage this. Well, this is the thing. My wife grew up on a dairy 
farm in Ohio. Yes. So there's two things. You might have heard me say this before. One, like growing up, she had no idea how much better she could do. She was just on a farm. You know what I mean? She was still, her options were animals. You know what I mean? She was milking them, eating them, whatever. Right. No, but uh, me, and, uh, me and Jenny are very good complementary pieces in that her disposition is very mellow because okay. she grew up on a farm. Right. You know what I mean? So the insanity of me is like a very much a yin to her yang. Yes. But she is the most capable human being alive. Oh. Like if you were to ask around Fox, like the things this woman can do, mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the pandemic, out of sheer boredom, she gutted a bathroom. I'm talking tile, tub, shower, vanity, wow. everything. But she could do this. But she is also like an actual Michelin grade baker. Like she makes decorative cakes, but her business is she restores furniture. Okay. Uh, she also uh, spent eight years teaching special needs kids. So she does. She's a saint. No, no, she, she really is. And I'm like, this is the thing. Like, that's how I'll get into heaven is like, Knowing I'll be on her. her guest list. That's right. No, no, that's the thing. I'll drop her name right at the door. Be like, yeah, no, Jenny. You know, she said she had like a plus one or something like that. I'm like, listen, I wouldn't normally attempt this, sir. I know I'm insulting you by suggesting <laughs> I should be allowed in line. your club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the guy with the clipboard. But no, she's super capable. And like the thing is, okay, because her dad is also, this is worth knowing about. Her dad, uh, who started out as a dairy farmer, became a home builder and a guy who would, you know, do projects around your house. They have the same thing I have, which is this creative gravity where okay. they want everything they're working on to be good. Right. So it kind of is their compass. It pulls them through the day. Like mm-hmm. right now, Jenny is restoring someone's giant curio cabinet. It's like a family heirloom, oh, wow. so she's distressing it. Yeah. But it's like literally the only thing she can talk about because she's so consumed by the project. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So it's like if you were going to say, like, what do you think, Chiefs or, or Eagles? She's going to be like, well, I took the doors off. And I put like a polyurethane stain on them and that's, it's just where her head is at. Right. So she gets that all of this is crazy. Yes. But she has her own crazy to compliment mom. I love it. No, it works. It works really well. We're like CEOs of a small operation and we have one kid, Lincoln, and um, we always joke that it's like we have a child, we actually have a child star because like we work all day so he can do things. Right. And then we go on vacation and we always, because I like to drive, I always run a convertible and we drive around with a child in the back and sunglasses. Yes. And this has been going on since he was like two. Right. So people just assume we're the managers of like this oh, entitled monster in the back seat. Right. But he's not a monster. He's a sweet, he is a sweet kid. A uh, kid. So no complaints. It's all it's running good, Janice Dean, but I don't, the stage dad doesn't know that. He's yelling. The minute we get out of here, so like, I can't believe you said what you said to Janice. <laughs> I'm like, Daddy, I gotta be on Stuart Varney. Don't do this to me. Is that what we're doing next? Is that you're doing? That's T- yeah, today on- is uh, Fox and Friends, Varney, Kennedy, Ingram, with a side helping of my three-hour radio show. Oh, my. You are and, in demand. Oh, and I have a two-hour Fox Nation, you know, the Remember When shows, the like Best Week Ever shows. So I'm going to melt my brain down to a puddle for that, which I, is always fun. I love them. I know. But okay. A, but it is, it a, is, <laughs> you need a drink afterwards. Every person who does them, everyone has had this experience with me. It's like you get the email and you're like, Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We're just being honest. We love you. We're going to show up. We're no, going to do gonna a good there. job. We're going to do the best we can. But it is almost, it's so abusive of our brains. It is. It's abusive. Because we have to remember and I, we have to think of funny things. I have left there as a broken human being <laughs> on several occasions where I just had to go sit in a corner, yes. like flat on the ground yes. and just like let my brain try to make sense of what right. went on. It's a lot. It really is so, a lot. So that's what I, when I, when I, Get done with my three-hour radio show. I'll do an hour or so of that, and then I'll go oh, do Kennedy. What's the year? 
1970 girl. Oh my gosh, the year I was born. Janice Dean. Feel free to put well, I mean, that that's, out there. That's clearly the beginning, middle, and end of it for me. That's You know what's funny? Janice, I'm going to do this like in character, and no matter what they ask me about, I'm going to bring it back to, well, you know, when Janice was born, obviously. <laughs> this was a critical component of why President Nixon made the decision that he made. You know, there's oh a woman born. Oh my gosh, born. we are. We are taking over the world, Jimmy Fallon. It's our thing now. It is. So we're going to do regular updates. I love it. Of the book. Love it. I can't wait for this to happen. And then you really are. It's just, it's not going to be Fox News anymore. It's just going to be Jimmy Fallon and Fox. No, 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 no. That's so funny. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be Samantha Fox. We've talked about this. The British, the British pop singer. What from was the, the 80s. song again? I want to have some fun. Oh, that's I right. I want to have some fun. But there's another Naughty song Naughty Girls that she Need did. Love Too. Is that? Uh, the one of them is called Touch Me. I know Samantha Fox. Touch Me, that's the Touch one. Touch Me. Touch me. I want to feel your body. Yeah, that was a great one. So whenever people whenever people say, like, I can't believe like you have a show on Fox News on the radio. I'm like, well, no, no, it's Samantha Fox. Yes. <laughs> I tell people that. I'm like, it's actually owned by the British pop singer, but don't tell anybody. Oh, you're the best. Oh, Jimmy Fallon, you're the best. I hope oh. your car's okay. It's Right now it's safe, uh, but it's going to get really expensive if I don't move it before Ingram. So I have Fair to time enough. this out. Uh, okay, I'll make sure that you're on time. Ah, oh, Janice Dean, so much more than an agent, a writer, a co-host, a I'm champion. Gonna- I'm going to make this happen, Jimmy Fallon. The star is on the... It's already there. Oh, Janice, I'm going to well up. Thanks again. Rock and roll! Rock and roll! (laughs) Is he not the best? Did you laugh out loud? Of course you did. I just love Jimmy Fallon so much. He is one of the hardest workers I know. The funniest, kindest. And you know we're going to make that book a bestseller when he writes it. Because everyone needs a Jimmy Fallon attitude. The world would be a much better place. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.